0: Thank you. It came upon a midnight clear, right? Did you get that? Amen. Amen. What a beautiful rendering. It's a classical piece of this beautiful hymn. Thank you, Gloria again, and may God bless those hands. I always tell her, "May God bless bless those hands." And we are thankful. This is the last Sunday, two days from now, Christmas so merry christmas and uh, i want to tell you every year i decide and i prepare a message and then during the breaking of bread <laughs> okay all these people steal it and take it away <laughs> but you know uh, ken told me so i said ken uh, i enjoyed your uh, your word and You know, you spoke about what I needed to speak, the gift of God. And he said, well, we, what is it, Ken? Okay. He said, he said, we. You prime the pump and then it'll be easy for you. Uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, I wanted to talk to you very briefly about the gift of gifts. Is not a gift, the gift of gifts. And is there, there, I don't think there is a better verse in the Bible that gives us a true meaning of Christmas than, okay, I want you to say it with me, all of you, than John
1: 3.16. Okay, for God
0: altogether. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but has everlasting life. The gift of gifts. He gave. It says in what we said, he gave his only begotten son. He gave his only begotten son. And who is he that gave? God the Father. Thank you, Lorraine. God the Father. He gave. Well, think of, with me of God. And when you have to give up your son to go and down and die for humanity, what do you think, in what mood God was? Test. This is a test for us. So, well, well, I, I got to send my son. And he was crying with tears. I don't know. We don't know anything about God. This is, we leave it, uh, that's for him. But I believe God was looking at us with sadness at our situation. He was looking at the world with tears over the condition of this world. And he said, there is no way, there is no way that they can do something any good to themselves. They cannot save themselves from sin. They cannot do anything. So I have a plan, and I want to send them. I want to go down. I want to go down. And in the form of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, he was incarnated into our world. And he lived a short life. Bled and died. I think he was joyful for one reason. Because he looked further down to the result. Because it says in the Bible, the angels, heaven, heaven will ring the bells for one soul that is saved. Heaven itself. So this gift, was given with a heart, the heart of God. And here again, we remember and give gifts to each other and exchange gifts and uh, uh, the memory of tender associations and and that has mighty meanings for all of us. But the point that I want to ask you To concentrate with me a little bit, let us reflect again with simple hearts filled with gratitude on the wonder of wonders, Jesus Christ. He gave his only begotten son. And this gift that we received long time ago, 2,100 years ago, who is this gift that we heard of this morning? Jesus Christ, right? The gift is Jesus Christ. And where did this come from? From God the Father. He gave us. For God so loved that he gave. The very first thing I want to share with you quickly, he loved. He loved. This shows the love, the heart of the father. And many, many in the world today have fallen into the error of supposing that God, our father, is a frowning judge. Whose attitude toward us It it is so severe and he's such a disciplinarian that we look at God and we just hide from his face and whereas his fundamental attitude toward us is of fatherhood. That's why we call him father, we Christians, of fatherhood and secondly, compassion. There is no better compassionate God All the gods in the world and 99.9% are made of wood or made of tin cans, you know. But the only true God, he is the compassionate God, the one who loves us so much. And this is why we reflect on that and we look at him as a loving father. Don't look. He's He's a judge. But he is going to judge the world one day through Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. That day when those people are going to stand before him at the great white throne, he is going to be a judge indeed. But now he is begging each and every person with love to accept his gift and enjoy love and escape that judgment the fair one that is going to come and uh, we always repeat john 316 but did you ever look at john 317 did you ever look at john 317 I want to read it to you. I was meditating on that. And look what it says. For God did not send the Son into the world. That's the gift he sent. To judge the world. That's his first coming. huh? But that the world should be saved through him. Did you ever think of that? He didn't want to judge this world. But the world is preparing its judgment. He sent his son to save the world. He came as a savior. This gift to us today is a savior is born in Bethlehem. His name is Jesus. Do you believe in him? Do you believe that he can save you? I've been praying for a young lady who is 14 years old in my private prayers on a daily basis for so long. I was so happy, and I've been praying for this lady. Before her, I was praying for her to be saved, and that was Rachel, and last week, Rachel got saved. This is why God... And her smile is different. Her face is different. And I've been praying for another lady. I want to tell you something. This is, I've never even told my wife about it. And I've been praying and praying and praying. Open her heart so she can get saved. And open her ears and open her tongue so she can speak fluently. Today she came to me, this young lady, who is 14 years old and her name is Courtney and with tears she wrote how she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and who is she depending on let's give her a hand Courtney What is salvation We have a savior not a judge You're not here to be judged The day is coming, and it's not in my hands or not. You are here to enjoy the Father and the Son and to get saved. What an opportunity. This is the gift. And I read a few words like in a form of a poem that says, love ever gives. Who did that? Our God. Love ever gives, forgives, outlives. And while it lives, it gives. For while it gives, it lives. And this is love's prerogative. To give and give and give and keep giving. This is our God. It brings tears to my eyes. I'm not, when it says fear God, you know, that means you respect him and adore him. And re- reverend him. And obey him. God does not have an axe. And he's preparing the axe to cut your head or mine whenever we go astray. we Whenever we go astray, he has the Lord Jesus Christ to bring us in. Amen. And give us a chance in life. So we're sitting here before a loving God. And his son as a savior. I invite you if you don't know him today. Take this God who loves you and kept loving you and keeps loving you forever. And as long as you take him as savior, he will love you throughout eternity. So how would you like this gift this morning, still morning? How would you like this gift this morning? The Lord Jesus Christ. Is there any better gift than this one? Our Father also proved himself and he is the most gracious God in the world. In the previous, this world, and the world to come, there is no more gracious God than God our Father. Children of God, safe people, congratulations. You have a graceful God. Enjoy. Bask in that. We see his grace in this call, in this verse, and the verse after that. A gift is something given, isn't it? It's utterly apart from obligation. Though we sometimes do it. Let me, I'll go through that. Man has no claim on God. While I was writing this, I was thinking... And sinners have no right to expect such a wonderful, wonderful gift as the Lord Jesus Christ. We have no claim God. We have no right to claim it. It's altogether, listen to this, unmerited. This gift for God so loved that he gave, this gift is unmerited. We don't deserve it. Think with me about this gift, the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. What is your normal response to a gift? I want to ask and you ask me. Do we pay for it? No. Say no. No. Exactly. Okay. Do we work for it? No. Thank you. Do we beg for it? No. Do we wait for it? We don't know. No. We just take it. And it becomes ours. So easy. God the Father with his grace says, take my gift. And it becomes yours. Is that an easier, more simple message? You know, I I live the philosophical messages to those big guys. I am a small guy. Isn't that simple? Do you understand what I'm saying? You take this gift. I say, thank you. It's mine. Is Jesus Christ yours? How different is God's giving from men's giving? In many instances, men's giving is for self-advantage, as I said. Oh, we have to give him a gift, you know, because he's done this and that for me. What have we done for God to give us a gift? We sinned, right? We blasphemed. We lived our own life. We did Our thing, like Frank Sinatra, you know. And he's singing that song wherever he is now. I did it my way. We did our way, okay. But that's what we did. What did we do for God? Nothing. Instead, he took our sins through his son. Instead, he says, I want to save them. I want to give them happiness. I want to give them joy. As Mike read today. I am giving you, I'm telling you, I tell you of a great news, great joy, and not to, any, to one or two or some nations, to all the people, all the world. What have we done to deserve this? Nothing. But he loved us so much. Without limit is his gift. Without limit. Without limitations. Men's giving is usually... In response to urgent cry for help, right? But God gives to those who neither realize their need nor appreciate his gift. Do you think Jesus Christ is appreciated today? I don't think so. The few who appreciate this gift are the true believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's face it. Who appreciates it? Oh, yeah, Christmas, we remember we go to churches. I read today page, a full page in the local paper about churches open, churches open, churches open, Saturday, uh, what is it? Uh, Monday, Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Uh, some of them, they do it for people to go to the ski. They were, they were open last night so they can have four-day vacations. So they remember Christmas Friday night. And they will remember it, uh, they remember it Saturday so they can go. Once a year, they go and attend the church. Is this how we treat the gift? Some of our young men, young men that like skiing, they went yesterday early morning to the ski and came back in the evening just to be here on Sunday and to say, Thank you, I appreciate this gift for me. Praise God for that. Praise God. You appreciate this gift? When God gives, gives freely. What should our proper response be to that gift? I believe, in all simplicity, Gratefully accept it. Gratefully take it, receive it. And when you do that, you are simply acknowledging the graceful act of God the Father. You are saying you've been graceful to me. You sent your son into my life and accept. And this is why the Father Send his son for you and me. Oh, what a grace is this. He's graceful. He should have thrown us out long time ago and gave up on us long time ago. But how many times he tapped your heart and mine. How many times he begged and he begged and he begged. And thank God, finally we said, I take this gift. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior. And you are living now happily ever after, enjoying that true meaning of Christmas. And if there's someone here this morning or this afternoon rather who did not yet experience the full joy, the wonderful joy, that great news we heard about, it is the time to acknowledge that gift and cherish it and take Jesus. Say now you were born into this world, be born in my life. And this is why the Bible says, you must be born again. When the Samaritan woman met with the Lord Jesus Christ here on earth, he told her a, one sentence. One sentence. And this sentence is there in, in John chapter 4 and verse 10. He said to her, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, do you know that gift personally? Or just you know him by looking outside, look at the buildings, they're all, you know, decorated, look at the malls, look at the streets. Have you visited this neighborhood? It's all shiny. Okay, is this what God is is looking for? It's beautiful. I I like all the decorations. Don't get me wrong. But these decorations are not the true Christmas. They are decorations, but the true Christmas is Jesus Christ living in your life. If we knew the gift of God, do you know that gift? Do you know him personally? Do you know him as Savior? If you do congratulations go and enjoy christmas and enjoy life afterwards but if you don't know him i ask you i ask you and i beg of you don't leave this place before say jesus i give you my life this is how this is how you obey and take this gift and accept it can't reject it can you And you know what? We don't have to do anything. When someone gives you a gift, what do you do? Say, let me do something, right? Let me write you a check for it. What an insult. You say, take it. Thank you, Mike, for giving me this gift. Some people, we exchange gifts ourselves, right? And we say, thank you. And and that's when a gift is given. Otherwise, it will be insulting to the other party. And that gift is Jesus Christ would you before we go home say Jesus young man young woman would you say Jesus I take your gift your salvation father thank you for sending Jesus Christ I will take him as my savior and go home happy would you do that that's what and this gift I want to tell you is is eternal Let's talk a little bit about toys that we get on Christmas. <laughs> Let, let's, let's talk about a toy. You've been longing for a toy, and your wife wants to give you this toy, and you have, she's been hiding it from the garage to the neighbors. Have you seen that? Isn't that true? From the neighbors, and, the, and then they hide it in the shed, if you have any sheds there, or behind, a, whatever. And then you get it. It's the greatest gift you get it, the greatest surprise. Thank you very much, my wife, thank you. First week you have, suppose it's a bike. First week you ride it and enjoy it, it's a bike, 10-speed bike. I'm going to climb all the mountains and (laughs) may, you may break a leg or so, but that's okay. (laughs) And you get that toy. I want to ask you a question about it. Three months from then, what happens to it? It's thrown in the garage or on the street. You get a toy to play with. You get a car. I remember when I first got a car, no one wipe your feet before you get into the car, right? No muds in my car, no one eats in my car. Six months later, everybody's eating in my car. Five years later, I'm at the dealership. Would you take it? I don't want it anymore. Give me something new. Am I talking sense here? Every gift that we receive. Okay, we got used to it. And then five years from now, the car is gone, another car, and you will treat it just the same. Nothing, nothing is forever in this life. Nothing is permanent. Every gift you get, it gets old. A house. Why do you sell a house? You found a better one, right? At the very beginning. Everything in this life fades away, but the gift of God is eternal. There is no. Do, does he get old Jesus Christ? Yeah. We've been, we, we knew that Jesus Christ actually went thousands of years ago, but we know him in person about 2,100 years ago, 2,100. 2100, when he came to this world, do you think his image has faded? Do you think now he is an old man ready to give up the ghost? He's as young as ever. He is the one who created this whole world and he is holding the world with his palm of his hand. He has your breath and mine and generation comes and generation goes. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is your God. That is the gift that is presented to you today. This is the gift. The way we see how he is treated today and how Christmas is treated in our world today is shameful and disgraceful. They don't want even, because Christmas... Brings the idea and the thoughts and the emotions toward the coming to this world of Jesus Christ. They don't want to think about it. There is no place for him nowadays. Then there was no place for him at the end, right? Did they find a place at the end? I would have emptied the end. There is no place. Is there a place today for him in, in the world? No. Is there a place for him in schools now? This is what happened to our schools. Now they're looking to have, to have soldiers or to have, to have pre, uh, people and policemen police our schools to stay there because they're afraid. Why? Because Jesus, God, left the schools a long time ago. We don't want him to reign over us. What did they say? Crucify him. We don't want. That's the gift of gifts He's been sent out. And you know what it says in First uh, John, chapter four and verse nine, maybe you read it, but look what it means now during what this season. God has sent his only begotten son into the world so we might live through Him. Eternal life. How long, how long is Jesus Christ going to live? Eternally. He was from eternity through eternity. When does eternity end? You tell me. I, my mind cannot imagine. I, I, I have no explanation for eternity. If I tell you I have an explanation for eternity, I'll be a liar. The, eternity is eternity. Define it. Even if you look in them. In the uh, dictionary, Webster, okay, eternity is eternal. Oh yeah, well, oh great. Adam, the scholars, let's ask them what's eternity. Oh, yeah. Adam doesn't know even. <laughs> I don't. Give me, a, give me, give me an explanation of eternity. You who is sitting there and enjoying having Jesus in your heart, you are going to live through him. As long as he's eternal, you're going to be eternal. His gift is eternal. His gift doesn't trust, doesn't get old. You can get sick of it. We, the more you will know this gift, the more you will love it. Right or not? The more you experience Jesus in your life, this great gift, the more you experience him, the more you fall in love with him. I fell in love with him 53 years ago. And you know what? I love him more today than any other day in my life. Would you accept this gift? Would you take Jesus, the gift of gifts in your hearts? We're all a bunch of sinners saved by grace. Those who are saved. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. And you say, Adel, I accept this gift. Let me. I have a couple. I have a couple. I've heard it. I have a couple of real parties. Let me finish up with these parties and after the holidays I will come and accept Jesus as Savior. Question for you. Do you guarantee that you're going to be here after the holidays? I don't, want, I don't want to depress you about young people who died just suddenly. I don't want to tell you and the opportunity will be gone. There's an opportunity today to take this gift. Say thank you. I will cherish it. I guarantee you one thing. It will change your life for the better. You will not become a monk. (laughs) Young man, you'll find a good girl and you'll get married. Young ladies, you're not going to go to the nunnery. <laughs> I, I used to tell Emily when she was growing, I said, Emily, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to get married, you'll go to the nunnery. Okay, two months later, said, meet the man I'm going to get married to. <laughs> My daughter-in-law, Natalie, said, Natalie, you're not now, you know, you have to go to college, No, okay, okay, you are going to go to the nunnery now. Yeah, yes. Guess what? Here comes Randy, and we are there. You know what it is. <laughs> After three children, later, yeah. God has something good for you. The eternal God is not going to disappoint you because He never disappoints anyone. We get disappointed in this life, in the gifts of this life, in the world that we live. But the greater, the greatest joy the greatest happiness, the greatest news that you can have is accept this gift and have a great Christmas. May God bless you and give you a very merry Christmas. Let's bow our heads for prayers. I pray, Lord, for those who do not know you yet as Savior, who did not accept this gift, May they take you home with them. I pray that you keep blessing your people and help us all to rejoice in this Christmas season. We learned about your love a little bit, about your grace, about the eternal Savior that we have. Help us never to forget Who is our God? And help us to live for you. Bless your people here today. This congregation. And those who left traveling to their families. We have a couple, three families here today. Who are gone. Bless them. Be with them. Give them a wonderful Christmas. And a reunion with their families. And bring them back to us safely Lord. Dismiss us we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next Sunday at 10 o'clock. All right, bright and early. Who said that? Okay, amen to the... Who said that? God bless you. I love you all. Enjoy it.